Welcome to the Foodist Life podcast with me, Jambo, and me, Steph. Me, Steph. Uh, I'm going to change it every as... time now. Oh, it sounded beautiful. <laughs> um, so, guys, this week we've got a really interesting podcast. We're going to get to know the raw Steph. Oh, I think I don't so, know if I'm excited or nervous. I'm nervous, to be honest. <laughs> um, who knows what we'll find out. So previously uh, on a podcast, we did small introductions on ourselves for a couple of minutes, but I'm just going to get into the nitty gritty, get to know Steph, find what makes her tick, see if she's got any skeletons in her closet and go from there. Are you ready, Steph? Darkest secrets. Oh, I hope there's not too many. Today. To be fair, I'm pretty much an open book, let's face it. Yeah, that's fair. So <laughs> Steph, let's get started from the beginning. I'm not too far in the beginning. Talk to us about how you got into nutrition, your background, etc. Do you know what? I thought you were going to like take us right straight back to the womb. Where it yeah, well, I was at one point, but I thought with you, it could be all day. <laughs> all right. So how did I get into nutrition? So back in the day, I went to university in the States on a tennis scholarship and I was there for four years. So I was playing tennis full time while studying for my degree. And it was hard work, right? It, was, it wasn't easy. Playing tennis three to four hours a day, we were in the gym, we were playing matches at the weekends, traveling everywhere. I thought because I was exercising so much, I could eat what I wanted. And you're in the States, in the US, you know, you have, if anyone that's been to the US, you've got oh, fast yeah. food everywhere. Like literally I walked out of my apartment student apartments you can see mcdonald's you can see wendy's and you can see kfc and domino's is just over the road right it's honestly you just can't make this stuff up it's crazy the best so it was it was an amazing experience don't get me wrong and i would have dinner at 4 or 5 p.m we'd be in the library all evening studying doing stuff after our long day of school and tennis then you'd leave the library at like 12 midnight. You'd be like, oh, should we just pop to McDonald's? Cheeky one. You know? So anyway, as a full-time athlete, I was, I wouldn't say I was overweight, but I was carried more weight than I needed or than I do now. Mm -hmm. So came back to the UK after four years, retired from tennis. And I came back. I was exercising three times a week for like 45 minutes to an hour and I stopped eating so much. The weight, when I say it, literally dropped off me. I think I lost like over a stone, maybe stone and a wow. half. Yeah. And I think I got like, I went down to like two stone, not two stone, but I dropped two stone. I put mm -hmm. some of that back on because obviously that's just, you know, what we do. It's natural. natural. So this then got me thinking. So my degree, well, I did two degrees in the States. I did sport and exercise science and mm -hmm. I did human communication studies. So when I came back to the UK, this weight was coming off me and I was like, what the hell is going on? So, I mean, I was trying, I was, I wasn't trying, but I was looking into the nutrition stuff a little bit yeah. more. I was reading about it. I was like, okay, this is, this is quite interesting. Anyway. So as I got more into it, as my weight was changing, as my body was changing, I was reading more and more and more. And I was like, I said to my mum one day, I was by this time working for Lloyd's bank doing some PPI stuff. Yeah. All good fun and games. And I doing a little bit of tennis coaching too. And um, I, was like, I said to mum, I was like, oh, maybe I'm just going to go and do like a nutrition course because I'm like really enjoying it. And mm -hmm. she was like, why don't you go and do a master's degree? And I was like, good idea. 
So, good old mumsy. Yeah, so the rest is kind of history from there, really. So I went and did a master's degree in Oxford, Brooks. I did a master's degree in sport and exercise nutrition and did that for a year. So I lived up in Oxford and then I finished that looking for a job in like the sports nutrition realm, looking for to work in like a sports team or stuff like this with the intention of, I knew I always wanted to run my own business, but I wanted to get a little bit of experience first, like we Mm. all do. But it's such a new and a baby industry that there wasn't really any jobs out there unless you wanted to intern for free full time. And I was like, do you know what? No, I'm doing it. I was like, what, 24 years old. I was like, I'm, I'm going to do it. Start my own thing. So at this point, moved back in with my parents and this is when Food is Life was born. So I spent oh, countless, countless hours prepping all the templates, prepping, okay, this is how I'm going to do this, like business courses, not courses, but just like things online. Well, I guess kind of courses. Yeah. And honestly, it was just, it became my living, breathing, waking, sleeping hours. Everything I was doing was Food is Life. Like my brother, Ross, wasn't actually living at home at that time. And I pretty much put a strain on my parents relationship being because <laughs> i was just literally working all the time and my dad's like why are you doing this much why are you working so much i'm like come on like give me a break and mom's like yes that's right like she's always right no she wasn't but you know it was um yeah so that's kind of how it all came about in a roundabout way i've never seen someone speak for six minutes straight and um not breathe <laughs> yeah take a breath so um it's very interesting obviously um people that don't know steph had plays tennis very well i've heard the rumors so she's very humble obviously (laughs) so what what was like your relationship i guess with food growing up and then as you became a young adult as well because i think you have two phases in life you have like your relationship with food when your parents are sort of in control and then as you become your own independent person you have you you find your own relationship so what were they like so growing up food was never it was never like the top of my list as in I've never had a bad relationship with food in terms of I just kind of mum would cook for me I'd eat I'd take food in I mean food is always life in terms of a human right but yeah I was never oh I know I need to be more careful with my food because of my weight and stuff but becoming like a teenager and definitely at uni in hindsight now I look back and I'm like right I actually wore baggy clothes quite a lot of the time yeah at the time I didn't even realize I was doing that yeah because I I was always kind of comfortable with like my legs and I'd always wear leggings like I do now but the top of me like I just had a my mid tire shall we call it was always a little bigger than I liked but weirdly like at the time it wasn't an issue for me, but I didn't know that was what I was uncomfortable with. Yeah. And it wasn't until I actually lost the weight. I was like, damn, I feel better now. Like I can kind of wear the clothes that I want to wear without having to wear like high waisted jeans because I want to cover up my love handles, you know? A lot, a lot goes on when you um, go through your early adult years. There's so much you're learning and so many different, I don't know, problems arise. So very easy to not be aware of it. Mm. So I guess when you came back and the weight started dropping off you and you got more interested in nutrition, how did your relationship, did your relationship really change with food? Did you, 
um, have a new perspective on life? So this is when, and we've spoken about this briefly on the podcast before, this is when I got into the whole, right, I'm going to do some juice dieting. I'm going to do a little bit of low carb. I'm not going to eat very many calories. That's when I got into a bit of this. So when I was starting to lose the weight, when I was starting to read around nutrition and things, I mean, it's, it's who you start following, right? Once you start following someone, you get into the trend of, right, this is their message. Oh, I quite like this. I quite like the results that they're getting. And this is how, like for any listener will completely understand, I'm sure you too, Jambo, is you get onto that trend of this is the way to go. And yeah. you can't see past, okay, how do I make this balanced and healthy? Because that's all I could see at that point. That's all I could mm-hmm. see, right. Juice diets. I remember one example is I was a bridesmaid for, in one summer for my friend. And the week before I juice dieted to make sure that I looked the best I could for my dress. At this point, yeah. I was already like, I wouldn't say tiny. I've never been a tiny girl, but for me, I was at my probably lowest weight, but I would juice diet the week before that I had an event. Yeah. But now I'm like, if anyone does that, I'm going to face punch them yeah face punch yeah so so i mean i guess the point is yes i've had these emotional roller coasters with the whole nutrition stuff too so you've gone through um the i guess and i think everyone goes through this when they start becoming more aware of what they're eating you kind of go through like a a journey of understanding to a point of like what I would consider like sanity almost like you go through your low carbs and your juice diets and your bee pollen and your whatever. Um, you come out the other, oh, I had a woman who'd done it once in the office and I was like, what is this? Um, they happen. So obviously you come through that and you've seen the light, I guess what, what got you, what, what was the point when you went lean beans this is it. This is what I want to do. What was your motivation? What's your motivation then? And what was it now? So I've always been a person ever since I was young that I knew I wanted to help people. I knew with whatever career I chose, it was going to be in the sport slash the health, the fitness kind of area, because I played tennis all my life. It's sport's been a massive part of my life since day one. And I'm quite a social being. I like to be around people, but fundamentally I've always wanted to make like not even just in the sense of my career of making people happy but I now am able to do that through nutrition which is just awesome but yeah happiness is a big value of mine in terms of living your life because like we're only here once and making sure that we are happy in whatever realm and path we choose is important so yeah it was it's kind of been a a curve over a period of, I don't know, 10 years almost now is, okay, first got into this nutrition. I know this is important. I know this has a massive, powerful impact on our minds, on our bodies and our overall general life and happiness. Cause I saw it in myself. And then it, it came over time. Like over the years I started with working in a gym, doing one-to-one nutrition consultations. And then it kind of expanded from there. I was like, right, I need to make a group coaching program. And the Lean Bean course actually started as a hybrid. So half of it was meetings in person as a group. And then the rest of it was online run through a Facebook group. And then like years later, it spiraled into, okay, I need to reach more people with this message because this changes people's lives. 
So I need to go fully online. I need to go online so that I can reach more people than just the place that I live. Um, yeah. So it's, it sounds weird because like looking back, it's, it all kind of fit into place what it seems like now, but I mean, there's been highs, there's been lows, it's been emotional, <laughs> like anything. That actually leads me on to my next question, I guess. For me, I look at Lean Bean, I think the whole course, I think it's so well run. I see, like, I actually hear, obviously when I was at the gym, I used to hear people talking about the Lean Bean course all the time and like, I can see its impact now. What have you learned from, I guess, when you first started to this stage now, what's been, I guess, not your biggest mistake or anything like that, but what, what when you look back and go, I really learned a lot about things at that point. Do you know what? I do have a big mistake and it's made me who I am as a coach now. So when I first started out all these years ago, I would sit in a room with a one-to-one with a person opposite me first and foremost. Mm -hmm that's i don't i don't like that now sitting opposite someone because i think it's too okay i'm telling you to do this yeah i used to say right this week we are going to focus on you eating more veg you eating more protein whatever it was for that particular week whereas now my coaching is a lot more okay you're this individual you're this person what are your struggles this week what's your main thing that you need to work on it's not me directing the conversation anymore it's the individual knows their body, knows their self, mm-hmm. knows their life far better than I can. So for me, my coach now works more as in I guide people, obviously in the direction that they need to go along with the science, mm-hmm. but it's letting them plan their own journey and get into the bottom of their problems and their goals, all of that themselves, because yeah. that's what's empowering. Like me sitting there saying, okay, yep, three more portions of vegetables a day for the next week. And then I'll see you again next week. Mm -hmm. Seeing someone like you talk about with the gym it's seeing someone once a week for an hour is not enough. Another reason that I'm passionate about it being online and being surrounded by other people on a similar journey to yourself, because you're not alone in this. So yeah. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, so your coaching change, before and I think actually a lot of coaches go through this and all the good coaches that come out the other side of it is instead of being like a I don't want to say dictatorship where you have coach and then underneath you would have the coaches um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, it's it's more like a team isn't it it's you're you're not you're in the same you're on the same part of it you're coming through it together it's not you come to me with the problem I tell you how to fix it it's learning together and yeah and that's one of the ways that I now know that when my lean beans are finally ready to leave me after the eight week course or once they're done with the graduate group they don't need me anymore they can fly the nest and be confident with what they're doing because they've kind of made this journey themselves it's not okay they've listened to me for a, a year yes they've listened to me but that's because they've asked for the help yeah guiding them in the right direction yeah I, I guess I'm going to pay you a slight compliment here. I think um, f- through my childhood growing up, I think my mum was on Weight Watchers and Slimming World and all this, but it never really teaches you anything. It, it teaches you maybe how to track per se, but it doesn't actually teach you what you need to know. Whereas I see a lot of people that have done your course and they have all the knowledge, they come away from it and it leaves like a lasting legacy rather mm-hmm. than just you know almost blinding you with 
you know keep paying keep paying keep paying and that's what people like weight watchers slimming world and uh, people might not like to hear this but even people like joe wicks when they take away the education from you they're actually it's because if they take it away you're going to keep paying for it yeah and this is like getting a bit off track but the business stuff that I've learned is because I've never done any like business stuff at uni or anything. So it's kind of all been more self-taught and going on some courses and stuff, but business works in the sense of if I can help people get the results they want and they keep those results for the rest of their life, I'm going to get more recommendations because their friends are going to want the same results. If I not or like anything like slimming world, People, like I know people that have been at Slimming World for like 10 years. Yeah, 20 100%, 100%. Years. Because Slimming World are not confident enough to give the their clients the education so they have a recurring monthly fee for the next 10 years. Yep. But they're not actually helping people. No. And, and uh, I guess from the outset, what I see as you as a person is you said you want to help people and it's not about taking people's money. This isn't a butter up Steph moment, but I guess that's what it is, is it's more the help rather than trying to fleece people out of monthly reoccurring fees. And yeah. And I, I know this goes on in every industry, but especially the health and fitness industry, it's just so rife. Like I see it in, in tennis coaching as well. Like, people are just there for the money they're not passionate about what they do and yeah. being passionate just goes such a long way such a long 100%. way 100 percent. i guess uh that's what you are steph super passionate i know i'm sorry if anyone if anyone hasn't met steph and i feel that there's very few people in this world who haven't been tarred with steph's brush <laughs> she's very enthusiastic i've never seen you have down day steph talk to me about that we have spoken about this before and i like to say that I do think I live above the average curve of happiness. I don't know why it just happens, but of course I have my down days too. Yeah. Of course I do. And I do try and share them on Instagram and social media because it is important that, you know, this is a whole lifestyle thing that I promote as food is life. Mm -hmm. And we all have our down days. I'll tell you what guys, before I met Steph in my life, uh, I was, I thought I was the most positive person that I knew in my life. Like I was the one that always like, brought people up I was happy and then I met Steph and I was like good god <laughs> <laughs> and now I look at Steph and think this is a bit much <laughs> <laughs> I'd have it no other way <laughs> so no other way. yeah I guess that's an, uh, a lovely part of your coaching as well that you are infectious and people have to suffer through your yeah. um your happiness um so what, what keeps you motivated like now moving forwards? Cause like I had, I've had lows in the, when I've been doing fitness, I'm really passionate about it, but there's been times where I really struggle to keep myself motivated in, but you seem to be just plowing forward, happy, mm. positive, passionate. What's I think, your secret? Where can we buy it? It's, that's actually a weird question because I think I've said it to you before, but I'm a very much live in the moment kind of person. Like, of course I dwell on the past and of course I look to the future. That's human nature, but I do live in the moment day to day, week to week. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I do that. I don't know how I do that, but in terms of how that works with food is life, it's, I just evolve over time. So I'm quite a 
I'm a reflective person, but like a spontaneous reflective person. Mm-hmm. Like before lockdown, I knew I needed to change something about my business to help it grow. So I reach out, I reach out to a business coach and they help me. So I then grow in that way. So now I am where I am. I've started the Lean Bean Legend one-to-one coaching, got that service up and running, but I'm not complacent with it. I am always looking. So it's been running for two months now. We've got, I've got 20 Lean Bean one-to-one legends and it's, okay, how can I keep serving them better? How can I keep making sure that these ladies and gents are getting the best out of me and my time whilst they're with me? So I'm nothing I do or ever put out is perfect. I know I can always improve it. And I don't know. It's just, I do want to change the world one day, I guess. (laughs) And I guess internally that is a motivation that keeps me going and keeps me being consistent every day. World domination, as you always like to say. I do. I do. So um, from the outset, uh, like on my personal side of it, um, what, what are your actual relationships with like people on the lean being course? For example, like I, I know I see the impact that you have with a lot of people. So like, but I know some people on social media won't see the relationships that you build with these people. So how would you consider your relationship with these people? If someone was, didn't know you, they live in Stornoway in Scotland and they want to get on the lean being like, but they weren't sure how much, you know, how much contact they would have with you as a person. And, worried about you know maybe you know all these people and build up relationships with these people so sort of t- give us a brief overview what you like with your lean beings how your relationships have developed obviously you're not going to have a perfect relationship with everyone so you know how does each person how is each person different yeah i think the things that people don't see unless you become a lean bean is i i'm genuinely inter- genuinely interested in people's days like the lean bean course is run in a Facebook group, but we all actually get to know each other really well. So I will ask questions. How's your day? If someone said, Oh, I'm having a hungry day today. It's not a case of, okay, I'm going to just brush over that as a coach. I want to know why you've had a hungry day. This is like where we go back to me helping to analyze and helping these people grow as individuals and with their nutrition and their weight loss journeys is within the group okay i over time now know you have two kids you work in the nhs you struggle on the weekends and your husband's annoying (laughs) harsh um you know like i just naturally i don't know why i just get to know people people share more things like i'd like to say i'm a very approachable person even from what I put out on the internet, like I put, I put myself out there, right. On Instagram, on Facebook, because with I no want, shame. yeah, that's true. No shame. <laughs> because I want people to share things with me. So quite a few of my lean beans will say, you've got more out of me in this eight weeks. Like usually on Facebook, for example, they're lurkers and they don't actually yeah. post anything, but in the lean bean course, I create a little atmosphere and a family like f- before the course even starts, I promote get interactive because you will get more out of this course. The more interactive you get, you post a picture and say, Oh, this weekend I've had an incredible day or I didn't manage to exercise today. If you don't tell me that I then can't ask you why I then can't help you. I then can't support you. The others then can't support you. So yeah, it's, it's an eight week journey of getting to know people 
and getting to know their lives as well as this is what makes them tick. This is why they have problems with their food. This is then therefore how we can start to overcome it. Yeah. So you're, you're very hands on with your coaching rather than, you know, some people have these, I don't know, you get your nutrition plan and then you're tucked away almost, <sighs> but you're yeah. very hands on. I've like, back when I'd finished uni, I was doing these juice diets and things like you'd sign up to a course, like if it's a fat loss course, you get the PDF week one, it's an eight week course and you don't bloody hear from the coach again for another yeah. seven weeks. And I think probably that to be fair was something that I noticed that I was always like, I will never do that. And I yeah. know I probably put a lot more pressure on myself to spend a lot more time with clients, but you know what? I have to, it's, it's what I do. And like so many people say to me, Oh, the lean bean course is so well priced. Like you could even yeah. put your price up, but I'm happy with it. I'm happy with yeah. where we're at. And I give everything that I can to my lean beans in those eight weeks to ensure that they've had the best time and the best experience. If they then want to stay on with me in the lean bean graduate group, or they come on to be legends, then they want to continue their journey with me. Perfect. I want to get these people results. That's what they've paid me for. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. What oh um again from the, the outset for me personally, so and this is gonna sound really bad. I'm not bashing him in any way, shape, or form. He's done brilliant for us during coronavirus, but Joe Wicks, right? <laughs> His product, which is not a bad product. I've actually seen a couple of people show me their Joe Wicks plans. I think it's is it like eight weeks or twelve weeks? I think it's no it's three months, so you get three different cycles. So yeah, so yeah, so you get like a twelve week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's it's good, it's not a bad product, but you get it and that's basically it. You don't have the the support. And I think now they have sort of more one-to-one coaches, whereas, uh, but it's still, it's still very distant. I'd say it's a very distant plan, which from the, I guess what I see from you and especially with the people that I see impacting and I can't obviously speak for everyone, but it's a much, much more personable sort of in, you know, communication, advice, coaching, like when you hear, and it's like, two lean beans will come together in the gym as well. And you'll see the two lean beans chatting and talking about their experiences. And obviously that's not going to be for everyone, but it's creating that community, that openness. Ultimately, as much as people don't like to admit it, or most people do to be fair is people need their handholding when it comes Mm -hmm. to a weight loss journey, because many listeners, especially here will have, will know like they've been through so many weight loss journeys in their past they failed. And the one big thing that they don't have is that, that nobody knows their name. Nobody knows where they come from, what they do, why they do it. And this is something that I will always, always be passionate about is that like me just saying someone's name, if I say, Debbie, how are you doing today? That Mm -hmm. has such a bigger impact than someone that's a coach that's working with hundreds of people a day being generic message being like, how's your week or how's your month? you know so yeah the personalization you you can't beat it and you can't match it absolutely well Steph it's been really good talking to you and hearing a bit more of raw Steph and (laughs) I guess um one thing I can take away and obviously we summarize these podcasts but one thing I'll say about Steph is she's a very positive in person and has a very good impact on my life in general so not just obviously we we don't do any work together but just as a positive person very good to be around and you know even if 10 percent of your coaching was how you are in person then what a fantastic person you are 
Oh, Jumbo. I know, so pretty sweet. She yeah. did pay me to say that for the first time I'm ever. Just, I'm just going to go and get the toast out so I can put the cheese on it. Hey, but <laughs> so yeah, it's um, it's nice to hear a bit of raw Steph. And I know we've done a lot of these podcasts now, and potentially we can probe a bit more into behind Steph in a future podcast. Hmm. Yeah, no, thank you for this was actually Jumbo's idea to do this podcast, and it's I think it's nice for you guys to kind of know a little bit of where I come from. And yes, you might think, oh, she has it together now, but you know. I haven't always, and no. I definitely don't now. It's just um, <laughs> you're just making it work. We make it work for. We're, we're all on the journey, whether it's improving self-improvement, yeah. weight loss. Do you business. know what? That's what I actually love is that I'm also on a journey and the journey of life. And just because in terms of nutrition, I've done my master's degree, I might be a little bit further ahead of the curve. That's fine, but. Many other of my lean beans are ahead of the curve of me in a lot of other ways. So yeah, that's what we're we're all here to help each other at the end of the day, aren't we? So absolutely. Where can we find you, Steph? You can find me, my raw, vulnerable, emotional self, over on Facebook and Instagram at foodislife.nutrition. My website, where you can find more about the Lean Bean course, the Lean Bean Legends, the Lean Bean Graduate course, is www.foodislifenutrition.com. Um, yeah if you ever want to reach out if you ever want to send me an email a dm find me the links are all in the show notes below so you can just have a little gander but i do want to say thank you jambo for asking me these raw questions because it's awesome and hopefully the listeners will take some what's the word some yeah and some relatable things that they can think actually no i like that i like that so yeah, you better nice. be prepared for next time because we're going to get into the personal side of Steph. We're going to ask Ooh. you, you know, what do you do in it for fun? Where do you go on a night out? Oh, how, God, many t- wanna... times, how many times have you fallen off a table? We're going to find out the truth. You guys need, no, you don't want to know about my nights out because you'll be like, God, who is this girl? Uh, no we'll do that it'll be fun it will be fun okay guys well um you can find me on instagram at jambo dot the dot great and at jambo dot the dot recipes to do my recipes i will update there i keep saying it and i will do it uh but thanks so much for tuning in and thank you steph for um exposing yourself thank you everyone and thank you jambo it's been real all right see you next time guys bye 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 bye